Good everyone. Can I add my own uh, greeting uh, for a blessed, happy and a safe uh, new year. It's, uh, it's good to be here this morning. Um, I don't think Steve realised um, when he prayed how relevant the prayer was for the message for today. Um, because it's for an individual message. Sometimes the message is for the fellowship, but it's for each and every one of us today. Now, Steve went through the, the um, people's favourite foods, but of course he did miss off the top one, which is cornflakes. Never mind. <laughs> you see, cornflakes is for every day, not just for Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, can I, I just add, um, before we, we turn to the word, um, in your own devotions, can you remember the patients who were in our hospitals? They can't have any visitors. So you've got four or 500 people stuck in a hospital ward, the staff doing brilliantly, no visitors, nobody to talk to, nobody to share with. Um, so the only people they can see is the medical team and the chaplaincy. So even our, our volunteers have been stood down. 60 volunteers who would visit every single um, uh, person in the hospital uh, twice a week, all gone for the time being. Can you imagine, if we look back 12 months, could we have ever imagined the year that we've had last year? But can you imagine this year when we burn our masks, when we can hug, when we can handshake, when we can sing and lift our voices? Friends, that day's coming. Amen. Amen. We've got, we're, at the moment, there's almost like a cloud, a blanket over, the, over the, the whole world, really. But as Her Majesty said, Christ is the light of the world. How, how wonderful that uh, we have a sovereign uh, who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's turn to the word and watch just a few verses to get us uh, in the right way. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse uh, 1 to 6. Now I'm reading from New King James, which may be very slightly different than this. And it says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understood that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to, to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, you know, over the years, I've shared with you um, some of my heroes of the faith, and uh, one of them was uh, the late, great Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, tremendous man of God. And in 1959, he said this, the greatest need for our world today is revival. 
62 years down the line, I believe that his words are still as relevant. The greatest need for this world today, a world that is moving further and further away from the Lord, from his word, from his son, the world needs revival. Sadly, the great commission that we read of at the end of Matthew has become the great omission. The church, and I'm not talking about Great Parks, I'm not talking about Gerston, I'm not talking about the parish church. The church, particularly in the West, has failed. You see, God has no plan B. God has no plan B. He is a God of order. He is a God of construction. He is a perfect God. History is his story. We look at the revivals of the past in awe. We look at the revivals that happened in Wales when the God poured out the Holy Spirit and men, women, boys and girls from the most wicked to the most religious just fell on their knees in awe and praise to the Lord and the Holy Spirit swept through the country. And this has happened in many places all over the world. The common denominator for any revival is in one word, one little word, one word that is probably one of the most neglected words in the Christian life, and that is prayer. I want to think for a few moments today about personal revival. Personal revival. Revival must begin with the individual. And you cannot revive something that's dead. Remember when we were children growing up in the uh, north of England in Lancashire and we lived for bonfire day. We loved to have a bonfire. Uh, this is before all the health and safety lot came in and spoiled it for everyone. But we used to love having a bonfire. Not only that, November the 6th, the very next day, as soon as we'd had our conflicts, we'd rush round we rushed to the bonfire and just to see if there was any embers, if there was anything there, a little piece of hardboard, cardboard, fan, fan, fan. Well, we'd got bonfire number two. But you cannot revive if it is not there to begin with. When Paul was writing to his beloved church in Thessalonica, he said this, three words, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. It's one of those things that somehow we get put uh, on the back burner. Pray without ceasing. Well, what are we going to pray for? Pray for the world, yes. Pray for Torbay, of course. Pray for our schools, for our leaders. Pray for an end to this, um, th this pandemic. Great. Pray for our families. But what about praying for ourselves? When did you last pray for yourself? I'll leave that thought with you. I'll come back to that in a moment. Do you know this word is unchanging? This word is wonderful. This world, this word is as relevant in our world today as ever, ever before. And friends, if we're gonna have a revival. And if we're going to have a personal revival, it's going back, 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 back to the word. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, 
he said this, or the Lord said this through, through Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old path where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. The message that the Lord was giving to his people through the prophet Jeremiah was generally rejected. Forty years of trying to um, influence, to encourage, to challenge, to be a blessing. And they said, we will not walk in it. We're not going down those old paths again. But you see, the old paths, friends, of Bible study and Bible reading and Christian fellowship and fellowship and prayer. These are the old paths. We live in a world that is a million miles from where we were even 40, 50, 60 years ago. You look at some of the old films and you think, my word, did we live in that generation? Yes, friends, we did. We did. But the real things, the lasting things, the things of the Lord have never changed. And this is why the Lord is saying to them, look, look at the old paths, look at the old paths. Go back to basics. But they said, we will not walk in it. In the Old Testament, we have the book of Chronicles, 1 Chronicles. And between chapter 1, we find the name of Adam. In chapter 10, we see the name of David, King David. And there are lists in the 417 verses of names and events and amongst the most, some of the most unpronounceable names, we find one name that I want to just share a few thoughts on today. One man stands apart, even aside from Adam, even aside from David. And that man's name is Jabez. Who? Who was he? Where did he come from? What did he do? Well, actually, we know very, very little for it from about him. In 31,000 verses, check it out, count them yourself, 31,000 <laughs> verses within the Holy Word, there are only two that mention this man. The, the book that I, I shared from before, Hebrews 11, we know it as the book of faith. And it lists things what men and women empowered enabled and equipped by almighty god things they did for him jabez is known not for what he did but for what he prayed not for what he did but for what he prayed he was a man who sought after personal revival and god answered his prayer very, very personal. One of the things that has been a blessing to so many people is to personalize the scriptures. The next time you read Psalm 23, it says at the top, a psalm of David. Now in that psalm, there are 20, sorry, there are 16 personal references in Psalm 23. I, me, my. Take out the I, me, my and put your own name in. And suddenly, well, the Lord is Derek Shepherd. Dead does not want. And so on. And that lovely, lovely last line. And Derek will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Put your own name in, friends. Just like David did. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I think the first thing that we need to keep in mind is who did Jabez pray to? Who did he pray to? This was one of the questions that I asked somebody uh, when I was sort of searching around looking for some meaning, some purpose in my life. Uh, and this young lad came alongside me, a young Salvation Army lad up in uh, my hometown. Uh, and he started to speak about prayer. And I said to him, well, that, that's all right. I said, but who are you praying to? He said, well, you're praying to God. He said, and you're praying by faith. He said, otherwise, you're praying to the ceiling, to the air, to the walls around you. You are praying to Almighty God by faith. The last verse that I read in Hebrews 11, and that verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible. It doesn't say it's hard. It is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him diligently seek him friends if you don't believe what you're praying for don't pray for it don't pray for it it's pointless you are wasting your breath and behind these stupid baths our breath is a precious commodity at the moment we know that if you don't believe it if you don't believe in what you're praying for then don't pray for it it's wonderful that we have a prayer chain that corporately we can bring a prayer, a person, a situation before the Lord. But friends, if you don't believe it, don't pray for it. You're wasting your time. He who comes must believe, for it is impossible without faith. Jabez, little four-part prayer. Now, if you want to look at it or look at it later, you'll find this in 1 Chronicles and chapter 4. 1 Chronicles. Chapter 4, I don't normally give out chapters and verses, we, we can check them all out later. But 1 Chronicles 4 and verse 9 and 10. And we see in that wonderful passage that who exactly is Jabez praying to. And he says at the moment, in verse 10, Jabez called on the God of Israel. He knew God. He called on God. We was in here just a few years ago now. And I'll tell you when. It was the launch of um, uh, Open the Book. And there was one dear old lady. I think she was from the parish church. And she came in prayer. And she said, hello, Lord. It's me again. There was that intimacy. There was that oneness. And I thought, Lord, how wonderful. And here is Jabez in that verse 10 saying, he called on the God of Israel. And he prays four things. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. You would enlarge my territory. That you would keep me from evil and that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. He asked four things. Oh, that you would bless me in this, you bless me indeed. And what he's saying here is you would bestow, you would pour upon me divine favor. You would enlarge my territory. You would bestow divine increase. That your hand would be with me. You would bestow your divine presence. And that you, Lord, would keep me from evil. Bestow divine protection. And the result, and we read it here, 
And God granted what he requested. God granted what he was requested. So what's so special about Jabez? What's so special about him or his prayer? His faith in God triumphed over his circumstances. And as I said before, we pray in faith for so many things. But rarely will we pray for ourselves. Friends, now is the time. Of this first Lord's Day of 2021, now is the time to start praying for ourselves. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Now, in some of you modern translations, for some reason, they leave out the me bit. Well, you can't leave out the me because it is very personal. That you would impart, you would bestow spiritual favour. Friends, this is what happens when you pray that the Lord would save you. This is what we've all had to do if you know the Lord and love the Lord. This is what you're doing. You're asking, Lord, would you forgive me my sins? Would you come into my life as my personal saviour as I believe that you died upon the cross for me? Now that is a prayer of faith. It is, it is the greatest prayer that you can ever, ever pray. It is the greatest step of faith that any man, woman, boy or girl can pray for. For by grace you are saved through faith and not through any good works. It is a prayer of faith. You know, you can't come to the Lord and say, Now, Lord, I'm not sure if you're there, but I'm going to take a chance just in case. And I would like to be a Christian, amen. Oh, I don't think that's the kind of prayer that the Lord will respond to. We are praying, believing, believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouth his wonderful, wonderful name. And God blesses our prayer. And he's saying, here, Lord, bless me abundantly. Not just a little blessing. I want a great big blessing indeed. Lord, pour it out on me. Bless me, Lord, that I might be effective for you today. When our Lord uh, Jesus shared the Sermon on the Mount, one of the things he shared, ask and you will receive. You ask and you will receive. Jabez asked and he received and God granted him his desire, his prayer. In James, we have a follow-up to that same verse where it said, you don't get when you ask because you ask for the wrong things. When you are praying for God's favour, for his protection, you are asking for the right things. These are the kind of prayers that God wants to hear. Do you know there are millions and millions, it's probably billions, millions of pounds in unclaimed benefit in this country because people don't know how to claim through the system. It's too much trouble. They don't want all the red tape. There are billions of pounds waiting to be claimed. But friends, there are millions and countless blessings just waiting to be received even now. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Bless me abundantly. Then he says, Lord, that you would enlarge my territory, that you would expand my opportunities, that I might impact more for you. Friends, it's time to step out of the comfort zone. When did we last pray? 
but a divine encounter. Not a close encounter of the third kind, a divine encounter. When did you last pray for a divine encounter? When Stephen and Justin and Vic and um, uh, George and others, when they go out, are they praying for a divine encounter? That they would meet one, even one person that might be open and ready to receive what God wants to share with them. To pray for a divine encounter. It could be the first thing that we pray for when we thank God for the grace of a new day. Lord, I want a divine encounter today. I want to come for a one-to-one with somebody somewhere, somehow. It might be the girl in Morrison's on the checkout. It might be anybody, anywhere. But if we don't pray, we're not going to get. Lord, grant me that you would enlarge my territory, that you would help me in my weakness to receive your strength, that somebody might be blessed because of our divine encounter today, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me. I get so cross. When you go into the supermarket or you're down onto Victoria Street in Paynton or somewhere and some little toddler is just running about and they're shouting somebody's name, come here, come here, get hold of their hand, hold them tight, keep them safe, protect them. Friends, this is exactly what Jabez is praying for here, that your hand, your hand be with me that your hand would believe me, with me and it would never, ever lead me. Remember the Lord Jesus said this, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, says the Lord. And then at the end, right at the very end, what I mentioned at the beginning here of the Great Commission. And Jesus had gathered his own famous last words. And he says this, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you. Hallelujah. I am with you, even to the end of the age. Friends, when you step out in faith, you are not going on your own. Jabez is saying, Lord, get hold of my hand and stick hold of it and don't let me go. And Jesus says, I am with you, even to the end of the age the age the prophet isaiah reminded god's people for i am the lord your god i will hold your right hand these are the promises of god's word these are the promises that each and every one of us need to absolutely cling to and when the early church was on its mission when they were doing what the lord said that he that they would be witnesses to him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. And we read in Acts 11, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. 
Why? Because the hand of the Lord was with them. His authority, his power, his enabling, his strength. And finally, a lovely word, isn't it? People love, you just wait for that. Well, we've got four. There's four things, so we've got one, two. We're on the fourth one now. Finally, keep me from evil that I will not cause pain. Having sought supernatural blessing, influence, authority, and power. Now Jabez is saying, if you're giving me these, Lord, I need your divine protection. You see, whenever you step out in faith, and whenever you get that, that prayer chain, that, that someone is going out on the Painton Seafront or down on Preston or wherever they're going, Friends, you pray for them. You ask that they be covered. You be, ask that they be protected. And friends, you don't forget to ask it for yourself. Because whenever you step out in faith, you are coming against the wiles of the evil one. But remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart and rejoice. For I have overcome the world. Jabez got it right. I'm asking for this Lord, for this Lord, for this. But I also, if I'm going to do this for you, I want your protection. Satan is not interested in pupilers. Satan is not interested in religion. Religion is one of the worst things that keeps people out of the kingdom of God. Religion is no threat to the evil one. He thinks it's wonderful. Keep people cosy. Step out in faith for the gospel. You are then on the front line. Divine protection. We know in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, deliver us from evil. We need to pray it. And we really need to believe it. And we need to put on, as we read in Ephesians 6, the whole armour of God and be strong in the power of his might and trust him completely. If you are content to just stick along, keep going, not bother, then this message today is really not for you. If you want to be useful to the Lord, and his purposes in these end times, um, well, like me, you need to cling to this message, friends, because it's for you today. If you desire to move from the mediocre to the miraculous, see, we don't talk about miracles very often, but if you're a Christian, if you're born again of the Spirit of God, you look in the mirror when you go home and say, hey, you're a miracle. Yeah, you know, you're a miracle then this prayer is for you. And I'm going to read it once more. I'm going to read it once more, just as Jabez prayed him. Jabez called on the Lord, the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Well, may the Lord bless his word to us even today. Let's pray. Gracious Lord and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the challenge 
and the blessing of your word. And Lord, sometimes that word seems to make us that bit more uncomfortable. But Lord, maybe that's a good thing. That as we move into these end times, that we would have that sense of urgency and oneness of purpose to simply and profoundly, with your endued, endowed power, to make a difference where you place us to live. Lord, I commit this word to my friends here today and to myself. Use us, Lord, for your glory and in your name. Amen.